So how do we know if we have a sexy, health- sexy sex life, <laughs> healthy, healthy sex life? Sex. I said I was going to say sexy health life. We got sex on the brain, people. <laughs> anyway, today. Why is that? <laughs> because we're talking about it today. Yes, we are. Well, today is uh, you dirty folks. <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> the anatomy of a healthy sex life. We're going to talk about seven aspects or seven characteristics of a healthy sex life. Where. Yeah. That, you know, kind of in our estimation, you can use these to get a sense of whether or not uh, your sex life is in a healthy spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, there's a lot of nuance there. So we're going to discuss that. We also have a few questions from listeners, namely uh, questions about oral sex mm-hmm. and what the Bible says on that. So, uh, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about all that and we will uh, we'll be right back after this. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we We'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. Hey, did you notice I didn't use on the other side? You made me feel insecure. (laughs) I didn't say we'll see you on the other side. I'm sorry. I love you. Yeah, you know, it's over. The damage is done. You can't unring that bell. (laughs) Can't. It's it's never going to be the same. I'm sorry. It's all right. Maybe I'll get over it. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) We'll see. I love just your grace and forgiveness and how (laughs) you just Uh, lead our family in that way. (laughs) uh, Oh, you pulled a leadership card there. That felt pretty backhanded. Sorry. All right. So, well, anyways, before we get started, we just want to um, thank you for allowing us this time to be able to speak to you, I guess, and share yeah. what God's been teaching us in our marriage. And, um, <clears throat> you know, one of the ways you can help us kind of get the word out is by rating and reviewing this podcast. Um, that is the currency of the podcast world. We yes. all read the ratings and reviews. Yes, a rating is just like the star thing. It just takes like two seconds. The review mm-hmm. takes the five probably like a couple really minutes. The five really easy to hit. <laughs> it's just, it's so fulfilling. <laughs> it really is. It's so satisfying. <laughs> Um, and then we, which I'll probably need your help explain this a little bit, but if you, we did start a Patreon page. We did. Yes. Um, we, if you want to help support this podcast, it does cost us money and time and energy, which is all good and for the good of the gospel, but there are some real needs that we've kind of been coming up against. I think, you know, yeah. you probably want to paint more of this picture. Yeah. Yeah. So Patreon is just a tool. It's an online website. <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash Fierce marriage. Anyway, uh, the reason we're using that is it helps keeps us keeps us ad free. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've kind of made a concerted effort not to put ads in here, other than the Patreon thing, <laughs> uh, simply because it's really hard to find and vet good ad partners that we really believe in and right. that can also like uh, make it worth our our while and right. worth your while and everything. So on Patreon, it's yeah. just direct. It's not yeah, an and ad. it's direct goes right, right a, to us and, a place and you can to make manage. all the transactions happen and whatnot. And there's some good benefits there. Like we'll mm-hmm. share a lot more candid conversations on the publishing world, uh, more deep conversations about marriage. Mm-hmm. Really, we're trying to partner with uh, people that are uh, really like minded mm-hmm. and want to see God's design for marriage um, shouted from the mountaintops. Mm-hmm and championed in our culture today. Mm-hmm. And if that's you, and we'd love to go deeper. We just want yeah. to create a smaller community there. Uh, you, can go to, you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Fierce Marriage. We'll put a link in the show notes. Um, 
other than that, if you have any questions while we're we're talking about sex today, yep. and um, it's going to be a, a fun conversation, but it's going to inevitably bring up questions. Right. When, if, and when you have a question that comes to mind, you can either write in or you can text in or call in. Mm-hmm. The way you would so ask that questions. question is uh, you go to slash podcast and you can find a form there to fill out online, or you can call or text this number nine seven one three 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 eleven twenty. Awesome. Okay. There's a, that's our business. Let's get out of, out of the way. Okay. So, highs and lows. Highs and lows. We do this. So if you don't know what highs and lows are, basically it's... Happy uh, crappies. <laughs> yes. As the young lifers say. Uh, we basically, over the last week, kind of pick our, our favorite moment and our least favorite moment just as a way of kind of reconnecting. Selena and I used to do this a lot when we were... Mm-hmm. Um, but before the podcast. Mm-hmm. Now we do it primarily on the podcast. Uh, but yeah, go for it. Um, I think I'll start with a low. Our little two-year-old now, she has just, I don't know, she's been having a rough time. It's been brutal. It's been brutal. Just <laughs> she is a whiner. <laughs> lots of crying and whining. And like, you know, you're trying to discipline, you're trying to like figure out what's going on in her heart, trying to love her, but she just, every time you say no, or we're going to do something else, it's just like meltdown. <laughs> so that, and then at night she's waking up and crying. And so I'm like, I don't there's just always the crying and the whining. So we're trying, you know, we're just trying different things. I'm trying to wear her more. I'm trying to just, you know, be there for her and love on her. But, um, so it's just been a little, little challenging. I'm sorry. She's so feisty though. And I love her because, you know, last night she was playing, we went to Grammy's house. This was probably a little high because she was so cute. So we don't have, we don't have balls at our house because our dog chews every ball that we have up. So yeah. our kids don't really play with balls unless they're not at home. Yeah. And so there was a couple of big balls, like those big, like yoga gymnastic balls. <laughs> Maybe this is just, not... this is a great time I'm to say sorry. those phrases as we're getting ready to talk okay, about this well, sensitive topic. I'm sorry, but it was really cute. There was a <laughs> big balls. I get it. Yes. Out in her yard with some, some neighbor kids had them and they were, they they were just running around in their jammies, playing outside in the summer, and just having a good old time, you know, throwing these balls, chasing them, and it was just really sweet, and that was... I'm, like, biting my tongue Okay, well, right I'm now. sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Do I need another I'm high? Glad they were super cute, though, I'm they guessing. Were. I was not there you because there. of, I'd say, my high oh, yeah. is that uh, I got to go on a hike with our guys from our community group nice. last night, and it was a... It was a very rigorous hike, <laughs> more rigorous than I anticipated, but... Is that a good word for today? <laughs> it is. It's another good word for today. <laughs> uh, but we... It was, it was a lot of fun. Of course, we were socked in. We didn't get any... The view of Mount Rainier was not there. We went to Tommy Peak, which was um, about, a, I think, about a three-mile hike, over 1,500 uh, feet of elevation up. Is it three and miles one way? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Anyway, didn't get back to the trailhead till like 11 p.m., didn't get home until about 12. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that was a lot of fun. As far as my low, uh, I would have to say what? It the, has been a little sunny and you've had to be inside yeah, a little bit. Yeah. That's just my first world problem right there. Is <laughs> it's sunny outside and I can't go play. Yeah. Boo-hoo. Sad for me. Okay. Uh, I tried, you know, no, but you're it. Uh, you're no, you're absolutely right. And that, that's my low. And I'm saying, I'm making fun of myself cause that's a pretty lame low. But you're right. Always. It is on the record. We're starting this discussion well. (laughs) This is good. Okay. So here we go. We we have not talked about sex a lot on this podcast. I was going back and looking at, this is our 44th episode, believe it or not. You know, 52 is going to mark a year. And at some point we have to change it from season one to season two in the podcast thing. I don't know when it's going to happen. Maybe I'll go back and 
anyways. I'll figure that out. <laughs> you just do I'm that. Just, these, are, these are my, <laughs> yeah. So we have, we've talked about sex or sex related topics probably three times, I think. No, I think it was like four or five, but out of 44, that's not very many. No, it's not. And especially because it's the question that we get we get the most. Yeah. There are questions around the Anytime we do polls, anytime we do questions about like what topics or what are you what is the most like prevalent right. problem? It's always around sex. Yeah, and there are questions by far. Yeah, yeah and so th- and part of that is because uh frankly here here's why we haven't talked about sex a lot, because we feel like sex is such a like it's cultural is culturally we are over mm-hmm. like Sexualized. saturated with the yeah. idea of sex. Yeah. And there's also a lot of, in the podcasting world, there's a lot of marriage podcasts that are centered on the idea of sex. And mm-hmm. it's, it's like, there's so much more to your marriage than your sex life. Your sex life is kind of a, it's like taking your temperature, right? It's like, it's a, it's a indication of health mm-hmm. and it contributes to your health, right? but, but it's not like an end in itself. Right. right? And I think a lot of times we treat it like it's the right? objective for a healthy marriage, but like we act like it's the most important thing. And it's right. really our friend Scott Kadersha, he's a he's a marriage author as well. He he did this blog post and basically came to the conclusion that uh, your your sex life accounts for zero point zero six two five percent of your life. The time you spend having sex, yeah, accounts for that much. And that's like if you have a life. really active sex life, right? <laughs> so for the average couple, it's probably lower than that. Or I mean, for the for some, it's lower. For some, it's higher. Right. Um, but anyway, so we, it, it's a very small, but how, however, it's, it's, it's very important right. and it's a very, um, it's like if you mess up this area, it, it can mess everything else up. Right. Right. It's very like, yeah. Instrumental. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. Uh, poor judgment in this area can cause problems in every right, aspect of your right. marriage. So in that way, it's very important. <clears throat> yeah. So, so today we, we just yeah. wanted to talk about that. Yeah. We wanted to kind of lay out the problem that we're we're seeing just from our perspective and what we've been kind of, you know, putting our feelers out as far as what are, what are some ways, what are some, how are we struggling, you know, in our marriages, too many marriages, they have unhealthy sex lives, which again, it's both a symptom and a cause for dysfunction. Um, and we just want to help illuminate, you know, God's view on intimacy and sex. Um, there's a couple of characteristics that we want to go through. We started with five. I think we've ended with seven. (laughs) So there's there's actually eight there, Okay, but, but quickly, one of the symptoms is we're talking and like we've heard from a lot of couples yeah. that they're just not experiencing intimacy. Like it's, right. it's dead right. in their marriage. They if can't remember the last time they've had sex. Yeah. Or it's there. It's, it's so not... few and far between. Right. It's like the month, every month or every two months they're having right. sex once. And it's. Well, and the things we want to talk about too are things that not, you know, if you're a listener and you're like, well, I feel like we have a pretty healthy sex life, but these are, these, these characteristics are really um, helpful for us. Even we've talked about these, uh, and how they've, yeah. this is kind of how our sex life has been formed around these characteristics, yeah. um, that we feel like God has really just brought to the forefront of what sex should look like in a biblical marriage, um, and how it can thrive and yeah. we can experience like kind of the abundant sex life, I guess that God yeah. would have for us. Your best within, sex life within, now. Within <laughs> the covenant of marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So if you're, if, okay. So a few different, I want to address a few different couples here before we jump in. Mm -hmm. If you're a young married couple, Mm -hmm. um, we want you to have a good perspective of sex and a good, um, hope for your sex life. Mm -hmm. Cause you may be thinking, well, it's great. Well, good for you here. You can take some tips to maintain that health. 
Um, if you, if it's, if you got into your sex life and you realize that it's not everything you thought it should be, mm-hmm. here's some ways to move forward in that. Mm-hmm. And here's some biblical principles for why that doing that is good. If you're, if you're further on in your marriage and you, you realize and your sex life is just kind of tapered off and it's grown stagnant and you might think, wow, we're that couple. We don't have sex nearly enough. Mm-hmm. We're hopefully uh, giving you some hope in that because uh, mm-hmm. we've been in the, on both sides of this, mm-hmm. I feel like, mm-hmm. where we've had really great seasons, really bad seasons uh, in our yeah, sex life. Dry seasons. Yeah. Dry seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, it's <clears throat> it's uh, we're just here to give you hope. Yeah. I think first off in Christ, for, first of all, right. in Christ and then knowing that God's design for sex is for your good and for your enjoyment. And there is a way forward that yeah. no matter where you're at, you, you can move forward. Right. And you right. can grow into a healthier uh, understanding. So. Um, yeah, with so, that, oh, go ahead. Why don't you, why don't you, um, just do that next, uh, next part, God's view. Yeah. God's view of intimacy and sex. So there's, I think it's important for us to understand that he did create it and it is good. Um, and those are, I think those words hold a lot of weight. Um, because again, there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of different messages. There's a lot of, um, distortion of sex and, when we, as Christians, if we really, you know, believe the gospel and believe what God said, you know, he did create it. It was one of the first <laughs> right? things that happened in yeah. the, in creation, in the beginning, you know, the first yeah. marriage. Yeah. Um, it's designed, uh, you know, exclusively for the marriage covenant. Mm-hmm. Once again, <laughs> this falls like against yeah. a lot of the world's noise, a lot of the messages that there's a lot of voices and things going right. against this. So. Sex outside of covenant is, it, it can cause more, it causes problems. Right. Within covenant, it's like right at home. Right. 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 Um, and it's designed with a purpose. The there's marriage a few covenant, pur- but yeah, sorry. Oh, it's okay. And sex is uh, of course designed with a purpose, with a lot of purposes, yeah. I think. Um, which we'll kind of, again, unpack in some of these characteristics. Yeah, I would love... Uh, so I'm going to take a moment. We So if, you, if you're not aware, we wrote a book. Um, we've written a number of books. Our latest book is called Fierce Marriage, and it just got published this April, mm-hmm. a few months ago. And this is an excerpt from it, but I think it summarizes kind of this underlying principle of the purposes of sex. And from here, we'll go into um, the, the <clears throat> eight characteristics of a healthy sex life. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it's fairly long, but bear with me. I'll try to read it um, clearly and quickly. So it goes like this. Uh, when a devoted married couple engages in sex, they are proclaiming and declaring the good news of the gospel to each other, saying to the other, I love you just as the perfect eternal God who fully knows you, your sin and your flaws still loves and pursues you despite your imperfections. Mm. It's a reminder that they are known, accepted and loved by each other. And most importantly, by God. If and when children are produced, they also proclaim God's goodness and grace. And that's another function of sex mm-hmm. that we talk about in the book. I won't get into now. So it goes on to say, again, this is an excerpt from, from our latest book here. It says, The act of sex becoming one flesh spiritually, emotionally, and physically is also a foreshadowing of the church's ultimate union with God, the final marriage of Christ and his bride. You might be thinking we're crazy, mm-hmm. but Tim Keller, if you know who Tim Keller is, we quote him here. Tim, Timothy Keller writes, Sex is for fully committed relationships because it, it is to be a foretaste of the joy that comes from being in complete union with God. The most rapturous love between a man and a woman is only a hint of God's love for us, end quote. So Paul clearly understood this principle as shown in the exhortation to husbands and wives in, in Ephesus. He even calls out calls it a profound mystery. And so we are actually quoting, Selena, you talked about um, the first part of Genesis mm-hmm. when, when it was one of the first things that that happened Mm -hmm. and the first commands that God gives Adam and Eve as a married couple. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And that Paul is, is quoting that. It says, therefore, a man shall leave his mother, or his father and his mother, and hold fast to his wife. Then two shall become one flesh. That's that's a very massive idea. Mm-hmm. This mystery is profound, and I'm saying that it refers to Christ in the church. And that's Ephesians 5, 31, 32. So when we experience the exclusive, intimate love of another through sex, it is euphoric. Every aspect of our being is involved with the other. We're physically and emotionally consumed by the selfless, sacrificial, naked act of love that sex represents. That's so good. And I think that, you know, contrast, like if you come up against culture saying like sex is just it's purely physical, it doesn't matter who you have it with or, you know, it's all of these things you 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 are hurting yourself. You're hurting, you know, the future self of someone else, you know, the future. I just, that is so the Bible defines it so clearly, I feel like. And just that passage of reading it. I mean, if you, if you're having sex outside of covenant, the repercussions of that are, are so, I think our eyes have been so like veiled sometimes. Like we haven't, understood the weight of that and that's that's just kind of a fear that i have with young people that i want to just like take them and love them and hold their face to mine and say don't do this well, like, as, this is yeah. what it's not desi- this is not what it's designed for it, you're hurting yourself more than you can even realize right now the momentary pleasure of it is vastly outweighed by the damage that can be done yeah, now well, god even, redeems absolutely and, he, and absolutely, absolutely. He, but you're missing out on his best. And there are these different purposes right. that are profound right. if we will just give ourselves to God's word right. Right. and let it bear weight on our lives in this area of our lives. Right. That was a sidebar. I just was yeah. feeling some passion. Well, and as, <laughs> as a married person or you know a couple listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. you can know like it's okay for you to champion um, sex only within marriage. Like right. you can be the one that, that, that says that to your kids and to right. young people that you know. It's wanting God's best and yes. it's truly loving someone, you know? So that's a bit of a sidebar. Okay. So getting back, <laughs> yeah. you know, a healthy sex life is available for everybody that will have it, you know, barring, you know, again, that's our caveat, caveat. It's, yeah. there's a couple of caveats here, you know, physical health and mental health limitations. So, you know, again, if there was sexual abuse in the past, which we know this is a real thing for many, 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 many people. Um, and if there's, you know, some mental health issues that you have to walk through, you know, with your spouse and whatnot, um, those, those are always exceptions Exceptions, and, and everything we say should be, you know, taken with a grain of salt, knowing yes. that your situation is, is yours. Yes. Right. And we're not trying to discount that. We're trying to speak kind of more generally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you've had, if you have physical health problems, I know we have, we've talked to some readers who mm-hmm. like just, it hurts. Right. Um, for them to be intimate right. or they've just got other problems that don't allow it. Right. Um, then that, t- don't, we're not trying to ignore that. Right, right, right. We're not just saying yeah. do these things and you'll get over it. That's yes. definitely not what we're... Obviously, we don't mean to be overly prescriptive right. Uh, right. with these characteristics, but right. I think in general, the truth the truth stands. Just know that, that take this and, and make it fit your scenario. Right, right. Within, you know, wisdom and right. discernment and all that kind right. of stuff. So. With that yeah. said, we yeah. have eight characteristics mm-hmm. of a healthy sex life. And the purpose of these is to give us eight neat points to talk about, <laughs> but also to give you some things to think about in terms of gauging the health of your own sex life and maybe finding a way forward if you feel like it's unhealthy. Right. And all of this, of course, is in light of the gospel. You know, there is no Bible verse that talks. I mean, there are some specific Bible verses about that talk about sex, but there's, you know, does God outline what a healthy sex life looks like in the Bible? Not really, you know, but he's concerned right. with our hearts. He's concerned with our right. souls and sex 
plays a huge role in those. And knowing that sex is good and designed by God for our good and mm-hmm. our flourishing, for our enjoyment and for his glory, mm-hmm. uh, then we are then freed to use wisdom and discernment to mm-hmm. find ways forward, knowing the human condition, mm-hmm. knowing how the mind works, how the body works, find ways to move forward. Right that can amplify right. or at least maximize our enjoyment in this within right. the boundaries of scripture. Right. right. And it's important to realize, right. you know, intimacy is more than intercourse. It's not just the action like mm, wham, yeah. bam, thank you, ma'am. You know, it's so much more than that. And I think that most people would agree listening to this, that there is, you know, they always say what well, intimacy starts before you even get into the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's, there's, there's just some gauges and things that we want to walk through with these characteristics of, Helping you maybe identify where you guys are at, if you wherever that is, and yeah. how you can again take some steps to kind of move forward or experience maybe more that God might have for yeah. you. Um, so, do you want to start the first one? Yeah. So the first one, first characteristic of a healthy sex life is right expectations. <clears throat> oh man, this is a hard one. Yeah. Uh, especially for uh, young married couples, and especially those who have men are dealing with pornography issues mm-hmm. or pornography addiction, mm-hmm. and bringing those expectations that they have learned mm-hmm. into the bedroom. Now that's a big, heavy topic, mm-hmm. but very quickly, uh, you know, pornography addiction is no joke, and I don't mean to gloss over it. Like that is a huge problem. If if that's it's something an epidemic, you're dealing yeah, with, it's an epidemic. Our, our uh, culture. And we do have some uh, blog posts and things where we talk about our own journey through that. I think we mm-hmm. talked about it a little bit mm-hmm. last week, mm-hmm. even. Um, but essentially, there are neural pathways that are activated, and and it's like it's like a uh, it's it's like, the same area that is the reward center of the brain, right? right? And so right. it's a very addictive activity, right? Right. And so anyway, bringing right expectations. What, what does that look like in right. a marriage? Right. Well. We have to align our expectations with God's word. So these are all going to intertwine. So we're going to talk through these eight characteristics and they all kind of feed back on each other. Right. So just, we're really just having a conversation. It's not super delineated. Do you want to read through quickly so people kind of have an idea of all of them? Yeah. Yeah. So let's do that. We'll read through them pretty quickly to give you the overview. Yeah. Just an overview. And and then then we'll touch each one um, more specifically. So the first one. Yep. The first one is right expectations. The second one is honest communication. Third, vulnerability. Fourth, selflessness. And that applies to desire, your attitude of serving each other and your expectations, which we talked about earlier. Uh, the fifth one is healthy frequency or healthy amount of sex mm-hmm. in your, in your marriage. Uh, the, the, what is that? The sixth one mm-hmm. is clear and loving boundaries. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that. That's a huge one. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the seventh one is exclusivity and privacy. And the, the, the eighth one, the last one is be willing to seek help from healthy sources. Mm-hmm. Okay. So right expectations. Right. The first one. We talked about that a little bit, mm-hmm. but your expectations have to do with, are you communicating well, which is our second one, honest communication. Right. So when I, when we come into, sorry, I just want to stop you real ahead. quick. So just right expectations. Um, we just talked about a little bit about like the husband and coming into a marriage or the relationship, maybe you're, you've been apart for a long time now. Okay. What, how do we get our right, our expectations sort of right? What are they? And how does a wife Mm -hmm. get expectations right? Sort of. And I think it's really just kind of, um, calibrating those in some ways, maybe for the husband and the wife. Um, you know, if you're new, you're still kind of discovering what that means and what that looks like. And that's a fun journey. It's okay Mm -hmm. to be on there and just kind of figuring out, what you know our early years were just you know (laughs) we waited to have sex until we were married and so there was i think a lot more frequency um but we also like 
tried. We were rabbits. <laughs> not. So I think as we a wife. We broke our first bed. Not- <laughs> <laughs> Don't deny it. Don't deny it. I'm proud of it. Okay. It was like a used Ikea bed. So it was pretty. Oh, it was used. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> Anyways. So having right expectations, I think, you know, as a wife, what does that look like for you? Um, and I don't, I don't honestly know how to answer that right okay, now. Okay, so here's a clear example. So when we used to, I cut you off. I'm sorry, but we, we used to be gone. I, I'd go for like on a business trip for a week or something, and I would come back and or I'd be whatever, right, and I'd go. just be like, oh, I can't wait to get back. I'm just going to tackle my wife, <laughs> and you're just like not. You're not there emotionally. Well, yeah, I just right? haven't You're seen just, you. We don't. You want to just like, like who is this? I love you and I know you, but it's like, can we just like talk first? <laughs> Which well, and is what not would happen like, is you would feel my expectations yeah, on you, and right. you would that would make you feel so like obligated, yeah, and guilty. And Which that would be afraid. a turn off to you because you want me to want what you want, right? And, and I so. like expecting you to be this like minx in the bed, <laughs> like just crazy and like passionate and all this right. kind of stuff, and it's. So like my expectations are missed, yours are missed. Yeah. And so how do we get through that? And that's right. just one example. Right. Um, we talked about the pornography thing well, because a lot of guys bring in like stuff they've learned right. by watching that and right. they're expecting their wife to do it. Right. And that's, those women are, are actors. Right. Which is also a whole nother can a whole of worms. Other conversation, yeah. but they are, you're expecting your wife to be this fantasy right. that is not founded in love. It's right. not founded and in from took pure us, place. Yeah. This took us a few, the first few years of our marriage to learn how to honestly communicate without yeah. like emotionally scarring each other through the whole process, you know? Right. So That's good. talking about, okay, how can we diffuse the situation? How can I even begin to communicate how I'm feeling without hurting you? Like mm-hmm. you and I sitting there saying, okay, I, I know when you come home, I know that you want me and I want you to want me. Like, that's great. Uh, but I just can't connect with you that as quickly, like right. physically like that. I mean, for me, you have to understand if this happens, like, I mean, I mean I'm not saying no to you. I'm saying, yeah, if that's fine, but I don't feel connected in the whole engagement. Well, it's funny how sometimes you feel like you can't talk about it because somehow you'll diffuse like the, the, uh, the passion of it. If right. you're just like, right. We need to do this right. together. And I think how picking, do it in a way that's picking the right time to talk about it too. Yes. Like, and we didn't learn that. We didn't know that it just kind of, we had conversations kind of in the midst of it, but also like, I think looking back, what would have been better is saying, okay, I'm starting to recognize this rhythm in our life mm-hmm. that when you're gone or whenever we're away from each other, this happens. So how can we, how can we better come to that point when that opera, when that happens, mm-hmm. how can we know each other's expectations and right. meet each other there in a good way? That's going to be, you know, beneficial for both of us and having those honest, again, conversations, having right. that communication that is not emotionally driven, but is just very clear and humble. And right. again, trying to seek some reconciliation and the best path possible for that outcome. That's good. I think uh, honest, commu- we said honest communication. Right. I think it should be proactive, honest yes. communication. <laughs> because like you said, it's yeah. knowing when is a yeah. big, big yeah. part of yeah. having healthy conversations that are actually productive right. and not just you're throwing mud at each other because right. you're both right. angry and frustrated and hurt. Right. And uh, that's, that's another, I think that moves us really easily into this third kind of characteristic is honest communication takes a ton of vulnerability as does sex right like true so that's where yeah i think that's what we were getting at is the vulnerability and the right. sexual act itself right and being vulnerable with right. each other because i know for for you that was a big struggle right is feeling free right to be right to be sexed yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. I knew that would make you laugh. <laughs> but free, but to be free to like enjoy it. It's, right. It's a well, good because thing it's, and, I think my personality yeah. is kind of seeks approval from others, but nobody's going to approve you. Yep. Go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead and do this. Yeah, that you was know? good. And so I think that it was, it's hard for me. It was uncomfortable for me to be vulnerable in some ways. Mm-hmm. And you and I just kind of talking through that. I mean, it wasn't always the best conversations because sometimes you'd be like, I'm your husband. Like, why do you not understand? Not in a bad way, but you were just, I'm I think, your husband. Why don't you want this? Why right, don't you want right. to enjoy this with me? And I'm like, me? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> like, I do want you to. You do want it, but you, you're but afraid. But for so long, yeah, I was afraid. There yeah. was just some, I think, things that I had to, God had to work out in my heart and my in my mind and it took a little time, but again, you know, being selfless with each other and loving each other, having those honest communication moments with each other and proactive communication. Like those are the things that I felt helped my heart understand and trusting God in the whole situation and and hearing his voice and being free to talk about your actual, actual sexual acts together. Right. Right. And being like, Hey, I loved it when you did this thing. Right. And it's hard. It, it's it, you do start to giggle a little bit the more you talk about it and right. stuff because it's hard to describe these things that are right. otherwise like unspoken. Right. But you kind of you grow in that and you mature yes. in that and yes. it, you develop in that and you start saying, "Hey, that thing you did, like I thought that was. I thought it was fun me, when it was, we did this, or that was great. Like once, I don't know, yeah. I could do that all the time, right? Or like I and pulled my are, back. Those are conversations. <laughs> I just I just tore a those, hammy. Those are conversations cool. for probably like afterwards, you know, and or in the middle. You can have them in the midst if you are or, saying yeah. this is not. I yeah. don't. Can we try something else? Like just yeah. being very like. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. <laughs> Why are I'm, you giggling? I'm, 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 instances are rolling through my mind. <laughs> okay, and I won't. I won't go there. Yes, but it's some of them are hilarious. Yeah. And it's just being willing to have, be vulnerable emotionally too, yeah. right? And yeah. and to not take it so seriously. I think that would maybe be the ninth one I add is don't take it so seriously. Yeah. Have fun together. That's part right. of being vulnerable. Right. And laughing through it, talking right. through it. Right. Like there are those it's rapturous moments that yeah. are super passionate and yeah. you just, you get lost. Yeah. There are other moments where you're just like, I'm just having fun with my best friend right, right. now and it's great and again, it's a fun, it's, sexy yeah, time for everyone. I think it's again, <laughs> understanding and having those expectations yeah. of not every not every moment of sex is going to be like rapturous and anniversary movie, like sex or something, you know, it's not right. always like, it's not going to be Hollywood. Those, yeah. Like, scripted. like, and that's okay. That's even, that's great. And that's better right. because it's, it's just you and your spouse and that's it. And that is what it's supposed to be. And, <clears throat> um, so I think, you know, being vulnerable is, is huge and learning how to be vulnerable with each other. Like, don't just think, okay, I'm going to be vulnerable. Like I'm going to do this next time. Like we're going to be, or whatever. Like it was a journey for us. It takes some time to get to that point, but it's worth the journey. And God is so faithful to walk you through each step and say, okay, it's okay for you to be vulnerable with your husband. He is a safe place. At least for me, this was my conversations with the Lord. Which I think goes to the next one. Uh, which I want to speak specifically to the husbands for a minute. So we talk about vulnerability and honest, proactive communication and expectations and all those things. Uh, they are going to be very, very hard if we're not coming from a place of selfless love mm-hmm. or selflessness toward each other. Mm-hmm. And the way that breaks down, and we have three three things here uh, in your desires, mm-hmm. selfless desire. Right. I mean, my desire is not just to use you to get what I want, but to actually get at you, right. your soul, your heart, mm-hmm. your body. Yes. Like I want you mm-hmm. and that you are the object of my, of my desire. You're not some means to what I really want, which mm. is some fantasy or something. Right. Mm-hmm. So selflessness. So if you're being vulnerable with me, mm-hmm. your husband, 
it's vital that as your husband, that I'm not using your vulnerability to get a selfish desire mm. satisfied, right? Yeah. Saying, you know, and right. manipulate you. It's interesting to have a selfless desire, right? Because desire sort of implicates yeah. like, well, a, it's something personal. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just, in, I, I think that You're the gospel right. can do that, right? The God's like, I can give you the desires mm. of your heart. These are, let me put, desires, let me you put your them. desires yeah. there. Let me, yeah. let God be the one that is the creator and giver of your desires. And they, because of him, I feel like they can be selfless and they can mm. be like, I want this for you or I want this with right. you. And the you contrast know? for that, like lust is self-focused. Right. Love is other focused. I'm focused on loving you. Right. Yes, I get something selfish out of it. Right. I think that's just the grace of God that allows us to enjoy right. a holy act right. Right? Right. of loving someone else. So the, the other selfless thing is that having an attitude of service to each other. That mm-hmm. I'm here um, and you're the object of my affection. Mm-hmm. If this does not work for you, mm-hmm. if something that we're trying or, or you know, I'm, I would never do it if it's going to go against an attitude of serving you as mm-hmm. my bride. Which and I think the serv- yeah, the, the act of service is really just, uh, it's coming from a humble place. Um, but it's also, it's kind of like your foot's above the break, right? Like you're just, you're going along, going along. But if some, if the other person says, Hey, can we stop? And the, the break is hit and you stop and you just you take that moment and mm-hmm. you talk through it, you figure it out, you work it out. I just feel like that. Uh, I feel like the attitude of service really is just like the foot above the break saying, I'm here to, we are here to just take it slow to take care of each other to love each other and enjoy this but mm-hmm. at any moment like i want to serve you well this is my this is my goal and objective so my foot is right here on the brake like, right whenever and just kind of that's good that's yeah. what i see that's my no that's good but i and there's the other side of it which you've talked about a lot and i'll let you expand on this is your willingness to meet my needs because mm-hmm. in most marriages the sexual desire is not it's asymmetrical mm-hmm. right it's not the same right like you're not going to want it every right. time i want it right but um, when I, but it's, yeah, serving you is, I don't know how to put this, like, it, it makes me want you more. Like hmm. when I serve you, it's like, I love like seeing you enjoy yourself because of like me or something. I'm trying to keep this really pure <laughs> and clean, <laughs> but it's, that's what I'm thinking is like, whenever we're able to like love each other so joy, purely, you, you it, yeah, pleasure it that me, is non-physical right. in serving it can lead to physical too, though, is it what can. I'm saying. But like you, your sweetness in that area has been transformational for our marriage because you've, you've basically said like, Hey, I understand this is a need because we've had this vulnerabilities conversations, mm-hmm. right? We've calibrated our expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said, sometimes you have a need and I do not. However, I want to be there for you in meeting that need mm-hmm. because I love you. Right. Right. And that, that posture that you've taken right. has been very. Not because I'm lower than you, not because I'm like. You did it. You're yeah. like, yeah. you know, only way to eat. It's not, it's not that at all. God's really, I feel like solidified the reasons why I can say, I know that you need this right now. Let's go, let's go take care of some business. That's right. fine. I love but you. There's times when I say, Hey, I need that. And you're like, you're just not there because right. you don't have enough to give. And that's my time to be selfless with you and say, all right, well, let's just, we'll table it. Right. I'll be fine. I'm not going to die. Right. Right. It Again, might, I it's think, not ideal, but it's, I'm not going to die. I can serve you in this way right. without making you feel like guilty right. for not giving me what only you can give me. Right. And this is not like a regular thing that happens. I'd say this is kind of like the exceptions for us on some days, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's definitely times when, there's definitely times when, uh, 
Uh, I'm not ha- always pulling the I'm tired, I have no energy card, well, basically, is what I'm trying to communicate. It's- and Paul writes that, you know, the husband's bo- or the wife's body is not her own, but it's her husband's, and the husband's body is not his own, but it's her his wife's. Mm-hmm. Those are that's what he's meaning. Like I, I'm not just thinking of just myself mm-hmm. when I approach this. Right. I'm thinking of both of us. Right. So good. And you're not just thinking of just yourself. Right. But there are times when we both have to be generous toward each other. Absolutely. So that's what that self that helps calibrate expectations too. I think mm-hmm. a lot. Now, obviously, if you put it off and off and off and off, and you keep right. not meeting, if it's always one is giving, the other is right. taking, right. that's going to create problems. Right. Right. And that's not selfless on both sides. Right. So fourth one, the fourth one, fifth one. Sorry, (laughs) we didn't number these. If you can't tell, we we bulleted them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think this is kind of where this episode sort of came from. Was talking about like a healthy frequency and healthy amount of sex because either it, it sounds like from what we've been hearing from you all is that it's it's either a not as fulfilling or you're trying to kind of figure it out a little bit more or b it's just non-existent. And you're not sure how to like get back to it existing in your life. Yeah. Um, so why so why do we say healthy frequency and, and not that, like every three days? Yeah, because we, it'd be foolish for us to say that exactly. Because every couple's different, right? Every sex drive different is desires, different. Uh, different desires, different rhythms. Yep. Different rhythms. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But it's true. Yeah. You have different like your life is different, right? Yep. We have there's couples that have uh, their they spend weeks apart because right. of their job situation right. or whatever. And, well, and I think this goes back to having those those healthy, proactive conversations about, hey, it seems like this works well for our schedule. It seems like this works well for you at like me as a wife, knowing your needs, your desires. It's, wives were not blind to how our husbands mm-hmm. get when they are not taken care of sexually. Like it's and the, pretty. And it goes the other, other way. Absolutely. In some cases. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so understanding, you know, again, what, what works for you, what, what you feel like, and that's talking, that's, that's saying for us, it's every like, you know, two to three, three days. Two. Yeah. Every two to three hours. <laughs> every two to three days. <laughs> that, that was like the most deflated sigh. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> Just. Uh, yeah. So we sat down, had an honest conversation. Yeah. It was becoming a problem. I, I felt like you I felt was rejected. constantly needing yes. it and I felt like it was always inconvenient. Yeah. And so, and we I'm just like, sat didn't down. we just do it yesterday? And I'm like, it's been 17 days. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, but I, but I would always, and I'd get pouty and frustrated, and yeah. my expectations were and not met. And then you just need it even more, and it's like, I'm not. You're, what? And then, <laughs> and then, in worst case scenario, then that's where and and that's I've, where sin can creep sin in. Sin can kick in. And yeah, yeah. More, I, I feel, and I'm not putting this on you. No. But like when I when. Know. Sex drive is, is when it's time, all time high. Yeah. When it's, when it's high and it's like been three or four days, <laughs> yeah. it's way easier to respond negatively and sinfully right. to temptation. Right. Temptation is going to happen regardless. Right. 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 But my guard is way lower. Like if right. I'm tired and we haven't been intimate in a long right. time. So I've expressed that to you and right. said, Hey, this is kind of the, and you've, what ex- we found you've expressed it without pressure. You've, it's more of like an awareness for me, I think. And, and right. made it so I have a way to like a very blatant way to like serve you lovingly. Again, I may not always need it or want it, but I want to be able to just love you in that way. And that's the way God created. But there's also times when you're not in that place. And that's as a husband. uh, And I do want to speak to husbands again, because husbands can really easily manipulate their wives in this area. And so if I come to you and it's been five days, I'm like, you're causing me to sin. Mm, right? right. Or like I do, you know, this has happened and, and it's, it, it's a constant battle. I'm going to say like, it's a constant, like, right. 
I'm never not on guard right. when it comes to the internet and all that kind of stuff. Right. And I have you and, and guys right. and stuff. It's never going to go away. Right. I always have to be like prayerful and mm -hmm. vigilant. And we always have to be talking about this stuff. Right. And in the past, there's been times when like sin has happened mm -hmm. and you know, and there's varying degrees. I'm not saying right. we went off the deep end, but like, you know, you just Sin linger on an image yep. too, too long or something. Yep. And it's yep. not, it's not nudity, but it's something. And you, right. you know that your heart went to a bad place. Right. And it, you, you're like, you feel bad and you'll come to me and we're being very transparent. You'll come and I'll tell you about this and you'll say, I'm so sorry. I wasn't there for you. Remember I said, yeah. You, I say, and you're like, it's not, your it's never your fault. It's never your fault. Right. It's never your fault for like, I sin because I'm sinful because I'm fallen. I need Jesus. Right. I'm not believing the gospel. I'm not right. trusting right. Jesus in this area. But a lot of husbands, we've, right. we've counseled right. some husbands on, or some couples on this. Right. They can use it as like a, right. my, you're, I'm going to sin if you don't, if you don't give me what I want. Right. Right. That's horrible. That's horrible. And it's manipulative. Very, very and selfish. So yeah. It is very selfish. And that's where that, you know, and so husband, that's the caveat and it can mm -hmm. go both ways. It right. can always go both ways. And but. I also just want to pause really quickly because I think we've gotten asked a lot, like, how did you walk through that? Like, how do you walk through those journeys? And I think it's important for, as a wife, just to quickly say, you know, if your husband comes to you or, you know, weirdly, we have conversations like kind of right after where I'm like, how have you been this week? And he knows exactly what I'm asking him. I'm asking him about whether he's stumbled sexually somewhere else. Um, have you gone anywhere else to yes. get your sexual desires yes. so, fulfilled? So basically. my question to him is, how, how have you been yeah. this week? Have you stumbled? If the answer is yes, did it lead to something? No. Like, I just lingered too long. Or yes, it led to something, which we all know what that means. Um, and if it did, then, you know, he's usually apologizing. And I'm I'm usually trying to, to ex extend grace and not... You know, it's, yes, it hurts. He knows that it hurts me if he's gone somewhere and I wanna, else. And I want to add a caveat here because... Uh, I just want to, I was trying to show the process, I think, of what we do. Yeah, but it's not a we... regular thing. Like, no, it's, you ask if... me all the time, but the, but God is sanctifying us. Totally. And sanctifying totally. me. And I just want to be, I'm not perfect, but I also no, want to no, be clear no. that it's not like a, oh, it happens. It's not a regular thing, but this, when it does happen, this is what it looks like for us in terms of like conversation. Not even, I, 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 I want so badly to be beyond it. I know that it will, con and that's why I'm always on guard. Right. But I can honestly say that God has sanctified that area in my heart and yeah. that it's, it's, no, I'm very, the temptation is almost gone. I'm very blessed and um, I'm so, but in, in lots of guys, for you. you know, I'm in my mid thirties and there's a lot of like yeah. stuff that's happening in terms of like just perspective on life. And, yeah. and so I just want to be clear in saying I'm not perfect, but it's also like that struggle is in the past. Right. Like that redemption has that happened is, yes. and that, that reconciliation with us has happened, right. but but that said, like when the devil and, is on the prowl. Right. And when and, and if yeah. it, sin like rears its head within yes. our sexual relationship, then this is, you know, this is the conversations that we have. And this is how we kind of walk through it. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we, we're not rehashing crime scenes again. We are just talking, okay, did this lead somewhere? Okay, let's talk about it. Let's repent. Let's have grace for each other. Let's reconcile and come back together right. and be strengthened by this. Because and the promise of, that we made to each other. Right. Uh, when we first started dealing with this like 10 years ago mm -hmm. or yeah, it's like mm -hmm. when we first started dealing mm -hmm. with all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was, Hey, you, you can ask me anything mm -hmm. and I will, and I'll never lie to you. Mm -hmm. And then in return, you said, I will never like th not love you. Right. Right. I'll love you through it. Right. And so that's created a safe place for us to have these conversations and Absolutely. actually get to the root of it. So let's just go through really quickly. Cause there's three more we got to get through and this is becoming a 
long podcast, but it feels short. I don't know. It's longer now that you said that. So, <laughs> um, so the first one being right expectations. So we're talking about the eight characteristics of a healthy sex life. So having right expectations, um, somewhat through honest communication, which takes vulnerability, um, and being vulnerable is requires selflessness. Um, and also selflessness in terms of your desires for each other, for yourselves, for the added, having an attitude of service with each other, um, establishing a healthy frequency through, you know, honest communication and right expectations. Um, and then the seventh one or sixth one, I'm sorry, is just, uh, having clear and loving boundaries. Mm. Um, and this one has been really key. I don't even know if we're gonna get to our questions today, but talking about, um, you know, oral sex and anything. I mean, you, you said it, I think you said it so well about what, how do we put loving boundaries? And for us, that means nothing that's nothing requires that's... coercion, like nothing that is trying to like persuade you to do something that you right. don't want to do. Um, nothing that's degrading or painful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know there's, it feels like there's gray areas in the Bible. I mean, I feel like the Bible's pretty clear, but sometimes there's stuff that's, well, we can answer the question now. So, Okay. So we talk about, people always ask like, is oral sex okay? And, um, and I think the more, I think that's the wrong question. Right. I think the, so again, this is, this is our third to last point having clear loving boundaries. And a lot of times in this area, there's coercion and that the husband wants his wife to perform oral sex or vice versa. Right. And she or he feels uncomfortable doing it or doesn't like it or feels degraded in it. And, in that, in those cases, I think that goes, that drives against the spirit of love. Right. And so here we have a question from a, uh, wondering wife. Uh, <laughs> it was, was the, was the, the name we were given. Right. And the question is, is what ahead, is, Selena. what is your stance on biblical or biblical understanding of oral sex? The Bible isn't clear on the specific topic. My husband likes and wants it. I'm indifferent and sometimes feel used by it. A few times I've liked it, giving or receiving. I don't want to deprive, but also want to follow God in this. And I think that's a great question. And I think that, like you said, it's on if, if in any instance there's coercion or, you know, degradation happening, then that that's where the break needs to happen. That's where, okay, I need to take, I, or you need to take on an attitude of service and stop Yes, and <laughs> put the brakes on and say, okay, yeah. you're not feeling edified by this. This is not going to be enjoyable and this is not going right. to be fulfilling and not, it's not God's design let's stop and like do right. something else or because cause when it goes from when it, if it goes from being edifying into coercive mm-hmm. or degradating or right. degrading, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's when it stops being loving. Right. That's when it changes. There's a dog barking. It's okay. <laughs> uh, as like, you're like, look like you're no, I didn't out. know if you wanted to stop. <laughs> no. Um, so if it ever goes from being yeah. loving and edifying and if that's oral sex or any, any act really, um, then, then it's time to stop that right. because you've stopped loving each other. You right. started loving yourself. That's great. That's great. And, and that's so, part of setting up those clear boundaries of yeah. saying, okay, you have the right. We both have the right to say, I don't feel edified by this. I don't feel loved. I don't, I feel, mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable with this. Mm-hmm. So at any of those points, like that is going outside of your boundary of yeah. loving each other. And we've and gone there just to be completely other. honest. Like yeah. we've gone there in our sex lives and, and we've, we've always debriefed and been like, Hey, are you good? Like, are we good? And it's always like, yeah, that's fine. Like yeah. I feel loved. I feel right. like we're loving each other well. And, yeah. And, but you always have to have kind of those open conversations yeah. having, yep. happening. Yeah. Um, um, and yeah, having those kinds of conversations, I think, um, yeah, those are the, your, your sex life is supposed to be, this is the seventh point. It's, yeah. Exclusive and private. You know, you're not 
going and bragging to your buddies yes. about, hey, my wife did this and right. it was crazy or whatever. Right. Or it was whatever. Right. Uh, you don't like that's it's a very that's holy your place. wife. Like it's, it's a holy yeah, your bond. marriage bed. Yeah. 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 And so that's a quick one. I think just keep it exclusive to yeah. just the two of you. Right. Um, if you need help, like if you need help and then you bring someone in, in the spirit of helping your marriage, but you mm-hmm. never use it as a jump off point to like entertain right. or brag or anything like that. Absolutely. It's private. Right. Um, and I'll talk about our sex life with me and you, right. like with you till right. I'm blue in the face. Like we can talk about it together. We right. can figure it out together. Right. If we're struggling and I need a buddy to, Im- to give me input on how I can love you better, right. then it's, then I'm very t- tender about the details or sensitive about the details that I'm sharing. Right. And I'm a little more like ambiguous. You. Right. Again, and exp- explicitly not... describing things is never, is rarely right. helpful. Right. Right. Absolutely. And seeking help when you say you go to, you know, a brother that's defining someone as like a brother in Christ, somebody that yeah. knows you, that knows us, yeah. that has a stake in our lives, that is gospel centered, that is believe a believer in Jesus through yeah. and through. It's not just going to anybody. And I think that when you're, if you're in a place where you feel like you need help, you know, talk to your spouse. Do you feel like we need help together having that conversation yeah. and seeking out those resources, whether it's a professional, like Christ centered. Yep. You're getting Sorry. the eighth one. Yeah. Is that be willing to get help? So yes. go ahead. Oh yeah. Be willing to get some, some help. And we would encourage from a Christ centered, um, counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, or if you feel like you can, there's leaders in your church that you feel like you can have healthy, good conversations about this. Yeah. And you can always get help without getting explicit. Right. Right. You right. don't have to get super detailed about yeah. things. Yeah. Um, in a way that you're exposing your spouse. Right. It's about being vulnerable about where you're kind of feeling and where you're at versus mm-hmm. being explicit about every single yeah. detail. So. I do want to, um, so we'll loop back and kind of recap all eight of these. Um, but I also want to maybe be very clear about the whole oral sex thing, mm-hmm. because I think there, there just needs to be some clarity here. Bottom line is, and we're not the ones saying like, we've, we've felt this and we've done this study um, to some extent, like mm-hmm. what does God's word say about oral right, sex? Does right. he prohibit it? Does he, you know, allow it? Is he it? pro it? <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and I think the answer is it's not prohibited in scripture. I think it's acceptable in, in, within the marital covenant within mm-hmm. a mutually edifying and loving sexual relations with mm-hmm. each other. It's, it's acceptable. And I think it can be good and enjoyable and righteous at right. the same time. Right. If it does drive against the, if it's coercive, painful, uh, degrading, degrading yeah. or in any way or like selfish, against yeah. or selfish, then it starts, I think, becoming sin, not because of the act, but because of the heart behind yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's good. And yeah. so that, that's, I think the wisest, most nuanced perspective right. we found yeah. and like guys like John Piper have talked about it. And mm-hmm. this is the conclusion they got to. There's a website, Christian apologetics research mm-hmm. ministry. Mm-hmm. They got to the same conclusion that it's like, it's acceptable. It's really up to you as a couple. If you have talked about it and you find it to be something that adds value mm-hmm. to your marriage and makes your sex life and is healthy and loving. Yeah. Then have at it. Yeah. Enjoy, good. do all, do whatever you're going to do as right. long as it's in the spirit of love. Okay. So I think we've gone yeah. We've we've maximized our time. Right. Um if it's, you have any questions yeah. around that, this is a big sticky <laughs> yeah, topic. Yeah. Um so any questions, feel free to ask those. Go to fiercemarriage.com slash podcast. Mm-hmm. There's a big orange button there to ask any question. You can pick the topic you wanna and we kind of categorize by topics. Mm-hmm. Um uh and then Yeah. Uh thanks for listening and could, we hope you've enjoyed this. This is the phone number too. Oh, nine seven one. Three 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 eleven twenty nine seven one three 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 eleven twenty. You could text 
uh, we got these questions via text, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, or and you call can and call message. in and leave a voicemail. Yep. Yep. Um, we might use your voice in the podcast <laughs> if you speak clearly. <laughs> if you speak clearly. And very eloquently. <laughs> Um, sometimes it's hard with yeah, the quality. But we're going to have lots of show notes and links in there for you um, for helpful kind of ways to deal with some things. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, again, if you've enjoyed it, please subscribe. Give us a quick rating. Share with your friends. We just want to be able to get out there and really make the name of Jesus great um, in terms so matter of... of fact. So matter of fact about this part. I, you know, that's just me. <laughs> just love Jesus. Just business. <laughs> no, I love, I want, we want God's word and Jesus, yeah. the message of the gospel to get out to all the married couples in all the world, everybody in the world, even if you're married or not. But yeah. God's given us this platform of marriage that we want to steward well. Yeah. So you can find us on all the big socials, Facebook, Instagram, and we're going to be building up the YouTubes. So stay yeah, tuned for that. To, supposed to edit a video today. Anyway, today, <laughs> the the day this goes live oh, is yeah. the 24th. That is the day you and I started dating. It was. For uh, 19 years ago. 19 years ago. 19 years ago, I asked if you wanted to be my girlfriend. <laughs> and it was it was the, almost... You were serious business then. I was you like, were, I, remember. Hey, I wouldn't be wasting my time if I didn't think you were wife material. Yeah, that's what you said. We're 16. You were like, you know, I wouldn't date somebody I couldn't, I wouldn't consider marrying. And my little heart was like... <gasps> But also my heart was like, yes. <laughs> you were like jackpot. Yes. <laughs> you just married me for my no. money. For my monies. <laughs> which I have none. That's very selfish so. of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> you just, yeah. Do you want to pray or do you want me to pray? I do. But first I want to talk about Patreon one more time. Okay. Because if you're passionate about... So the Fierce Marriage mission, just so you guys know, is to, uh, to point couples to Christ and commission marriages for the gospel. That is why we exist. We do that through preaching Jesus for salvation and teaching Jesus for sanctification mm-hmm. and, and how marriage is an illustration of both the sanctification through the gospel, but also the salvation we receive and the unity we'll receive with Christ because of his work on the cross. Mm. That is our mission. We need partners because we're trying to find a way to sustainably build this and we need to hire some people to mm-hmm. do events and things. We really feel like God's calling us to do some local events yeah. and, and equip serve churches. Us, serve the churches around us. Yeah. Yeah. And we're starting to speak more. So you can go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage uh, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n patreon.com slash fierce marriage uh, tears anything helps like starts at two dollars and goes up from there mm-hmm. we will have special conversations there we'd love to partner with you yeah um with that said let me pray this out okay god i thank you for these amazing couples thank you for the husbands and for the wives who are listening to this mm. um God, we just pray that your word would be um, would reign in their lives, that your promises mm-hmm. would be made true in their lives, everything that you died for, um, that they would experience the joy and the peace and the hope in their marriages, specifically around mm-hmm. their sex lives. Mm-hmm. I pray that sex would be profound and enjoyable for the couples listening to this. It would be for their good and for your glory, mm-hmm. Lord, and I pray that. Uh, it would strengthen marriages that as you uh, continue to refine this area of sex and 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 uh, and and help them grow in it, mm-hmm. that it would strengthen them. And therefore it would um, strengthen the ministry that you're doing through them uh, in their local communities and through uh, their children and through their local church mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Lord, we'd love you. Thank you for this gift of sex. Thank you that it is good. It is um, pleasing to, to you and pleasing to us. Mm-hmm. And I pray that we would just enjoy it um, in, within the perfect context, the way you designed it. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for this uh, ability that we get to talk to amazing couples. Thank you for my wonderful wife. And I thank you um, for your love in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
All right, gang, we will see you in seven days with a new episode every Tuesday morning. Thanks for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. And this episode is... In the can. I thought you were going to forget. I almost forgot. I know. I saw it in your eyes. (laughs) All right, everyone. Stay fierce. See you soon. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.